Hey guys, Gwen coming at you today with the first in a series of conversations that I've had recently with former Thinkful Bootcamp students who have successfully found the development job of their dreams and are going to be joining us to uh, share their job search experience and their onboarding and initial experience and uh, with their uh, new jobs and they'll also be sharing some advice uh, the advice they wish that they had gotten or that they would give themselves uh, now looking back uh, so we'll be starting kicking off that series with nick coleman who will be joining us from uh, so the salt lake city area and uh, keep listening hang in there and hope hope you're going to get a chance to learn a little something about how to best and how to successfully uh, uh, conduct a development uh, job search. Hope you enjoy. And I'm here now. Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. Sorry about that. I'm not quite sure what happened. It took me an extra couple of minutes. I realized I, I didn't have this number for some reason saved in my phone and it wouldn't pull you up unless, it, you know, I used that number. It was pulling up with the other number. And I thought, well, now I'm really going to confuse you if I call you at the other number. So, <laughs> and I'm not even sure that may have been a home phone. So this might not even have worked. <laughs> so sorry about that. It's good to talk with you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for joining me tonight. And I appreciate you agreeing to do this. I know we had talked about doing it way back, gosh, I think in September or something like that. But um, I had to kind of get my arms around the whole project, you know, as a whole. And um, mm -hmm. so I, I really appreciate you joining me tonight, taking time out of your afternoon, evening. Um, and can't wait to hear about your experience and your new role and what you're doing and how you like it, as well as, you know, I thought we would we would spend a little time going back over um, sort of what your search <laughs> experience was like, too. Okay. That's good. Okay. Looking forward. All right. Well, and in fact, um, if you have time and you can, uh, well, if, in fact, if you'd like to go ahead and sort of give your, your uh, quote unquote elevator pitch now, <laughs> tell just about, you know, tell the listeners uh, about uh, kind of your now, uh, where are you when you started there, what your title is, what you're actually doing. Right. So I'm a uh, um, React uh, developer mm -hmm. um, at a, a company called Doba and they do e-commerce software. They're kind of a uh, intermediary between uh, businesses, uh, between suppliers and retailers, and we build the e-commerce software for that. Okay. Um, so I joined them back in July, and hmm. it's coming on five months, a little over five months now. In Has there. it been that long already? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. So... Um, Anyway, so I'm having fun. The, uh, the job is a remote development job. Mm -hmm. She's not have to talk. I'm not sure I would advise that for everyone to do. Yeah. Uh, it was a, definitely a baptism in fire uh, <laughs> with uh, a, lot of, a lot of panicky moments in the, uh, in the beginning. Uh, mm -hmm. What was most stressful What was when you said panicky? I know I remember you reaching out and uh, looking for a little bit of help to get you up to speed on something specific that they needed you to, to, to kind of master fairly quickly. Well, the problem when you're working remote and, um, is that you, you just can't turn to somebody and get right. help. 
Right, right. Um, and the staff gets, the other staff gets busy and oftentimes don't have time to help a newbie. Right, right. Developer. And <clears throat> so that's one thing. The other thing is when you're remote, it's a little bit difficult uh, working or developing the relationships that you would get in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, just the one-on-one -on -one personal relationships you mean that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. on the flip side you know if i don't really get showered until noon i don't get showered <laughs> so you still get a comp <laughs> retired lifestyle right which is nice parents here um at the uh, beginning of november and sure i could just work from the down there in, in florida on the beach so you know, uh -huh. that's, that's another good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Not much better than that, right? <laughs> so the company is, it's kind of interesting development environment because while Doba itself has been around a little while, I'm part of a essentially a skunk work type project and it's a startup okay. for all intents okay. and purposes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we're building their next generation app from the ground up. Wow. And in the end, they will probably shut down the rest of the company and move to just this app. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty um, pro important and exciting project to be a part of, to know that going forward, you know, that you're kind of building the future yeah. of the company. So uh, that, it's pretty fulfilling. Oh. Um, now that I'm over the, mm -hmm. the hurdles of of being a uh, a newbie developer um right it's uh, it's pretty fulfilling i'm enjoying it there's some great people i work with and so i'm happy i'm happy yeah yeah well that's good i'm glad to hear that that's to me that's always a successful outcome right <laughs> you know your success my success so um and in you know what does your day-to-day -day look like right now Kind of give us a kind of a rundown of what would be a typical day for you. What might it involve? Right. So the only time I have to go into the office is, <clears throat> excuse me, is on a Wednesday, and we have a, a stand up meeting, and mm -hmm. um, so that day's a little bit different than normally. But normally you get up, and we have a we have a burn list that we work off. We're using an uh, mm -hmm. agile sprint. Um, sure. Uh, which you are familiar with from your project management right. experience, for, right? For anybody that's mm -hmm. on, I, I have a, a project management certification and have been doing mm -hmm. um, IT for a while, um, mm -hmm. but not as a developer, but as a manager. And right. So we, so we have an agile, we use a product called Jira um, to manage mm -hmm. the overarching um, it's a Kanban type application. And, mm -hmm. But we day-to-day -day use GitHub, and we focus almost right. exclusively on GitHub. And okay. We use the tools, the issue management tools that are within GitHub, the, um, the pull requests, um, uh, methodologies that, that are centered around uh, GitHub for... Um, release management and mm -hmm. um, 
And then we have some back-end stuff. We have a continuous integration uh, application where we can do, uh, basically it goes through and does double checks everything to make sure that you've, you've built all your tests correctly and that, um, that the, anything that you write um, at a minimum mm -hmm. will meet the, you know, the, the coding standards that the company has. Uh, sure, absolutely. So I f tend to focus on the uh, front end, the back written okay. in Python and okay. uh, Django. And they use a lot of uh, Amazon Web Services, which I'll probably get involved with in a little bit. Um, okay. But right now I'm doing pretty much React, and <clears throat> which is the coolest language on the planet, I got to tell you. But anyway. Really? The, uh, <laughs> and so I'll get up in the morning and, you know, being ex-military, I get up early. So my day normally starts mm -hmm. about 530 just because that's when I wake up. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Hard to get out of those habits. That's right. <laughs> and so I'll go in and I, I have a burn list that I have on GitHub of issues that are assigned mm -hmm. to me. And we have those which are critical for the current sprint and those that I can choose to do once I'm finished with the sprint. And I'll just pick one of those okay. issues and we'll work on it. And then I will have a, a conference call at 10 a.m. every day with um, my boss um, who can help me with answering any questions I have. And then I'm on my own for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, as I get things done, okay. I will push them up to GitHub. I will create a pull request. And then the other co-members of my team will review my code and ask me any questions that, you know, things I missed. And mm -hmm. so that's a typical day. The We okay. do... Um, I will tell anybody who's in the program that I'd advise you to spend some time learning how to develop tests. We okay. use um, a mocha chai enzyme with a, something called Sinon uh, mm -hmm. to build our tests. And anything that we write has to have a test with it. And that's probably yeah. They were pretty heavily. I remember that from you. You know, when you were you were talking with them initially, that that it was very test driven. Yeah, and I've, I'm finding that as I talk to people, you know, in the industry, other people in companies, that's fairly typical. You know, they mm -hmm. uh, they write tests uh, constantly, and um, so you spend the time and write the tests in the while you're in the course and learn that. That was probably the biggest uh, issue for me when I got out because I had not spent some time writing tests. And mm -hmm. I, I felt flat on my face uh, in the first yeah. few weeks okay. as a result of that and reached right. out. Thinkful was great. I mean, for anybody out there, the, um, the Thinkful gave me a mentor to help me through that and mm -hmm. answer questions. Um, and so I, I, Thinkful's great for after after you graduate and after you get a job, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that is, yeah, and that is good to, it's certainly good to hear. It's also good for listeners to hear because, you know, that they know that there's that continuous, you know, that ongoing support. It's not just, okay, boot, you know, we boot you out the door. Yeah, you got a job. We wash our hands of you. You're done. <laughs> you know, that's all you're going to get. From and I still go and attend the uh, workshops. I go to sessions and sit in the background Great. and work and listen. And so, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. That's and, great. That's and then on Wednesdays, we'll have our team meeting and we will go through the everything that's going on with the sprint and where we're at, where we're having problems um, and those types of things. And we do two week sprints. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. And most of that's probably fairly familiar to you with your background in project management. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably very familiar to you. What is it, you know, based on conversations you and I had, I know way back when, when you talked about what, what brought you to this point, you know, wanting to shift gears and, and go into the, you know, actual you know, programming development uh, from project management, which I know, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I know that that was, that posed some specific challenges for you um, through your job search, but um, what drove you there was you manage these people for these projects and you'd say, I want to do that. Right. And is that what it feels like for you? Do you feel like you're getting to do that? Is, I, it, is it as rewarding I, as you had hoped it would be? I still feel like a kid in the candy store. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Right, right, exactly, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. It's so good to hear that. You know, you never it's it, there's it's always a little bit of a shot in the dark. You know, there's always that if you know kind of that what if. Uh, anytime someone's you know kind of looking at making a shift, not necessarily um, you know kind of from whether it's from an industry standpoint or a, a function standpoint, and uh, you know, like I say, as as we'll get into a little bit um, further into our conversation that that was a bit of a challenge for you right. um you faced some some obstacles as a result yeah. of that so it's it's great that you over you know overcame those that you surpassed those obstacles or got past them and it turned out to be you know a good fit and a good uh good decision okay. for you so so that's good and have you um given that uh have you uh you know what's been your relationship like with the other people that you're working with well as i said the um <clears throat> To the limited right. degree it's, that it might be, given that you're remote, I know. If you're remote, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I might right. have a conversation with somebody, you know, at one hour a day. The rest of the time, mm-hmm. I'm on mm-hmm. my own. If I have issues, I have to go and, and research them and uh, figure them out. And then if I, if I can't, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll reach out and um, ask a question. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're pretty good about getting back to me on it. Okay. Um, but I would, All you know, right. if you're going to, if you want to do remote, I would tell you, you'd better know mm-hmm. how to Google things. And, okay. All um, right. You're going to have to figure things out for yourself a lot more than if you were in uh, an office. Um, I mean, I, I've turned the corner on it. If I could have had a job that wasn't remote, I would have taken that. Mm-hmm. I, there's things I don't like about remote. It's... Um, you're on your own so much that, you know, it's a little bit lonely at times. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, my wife goes out to work and I just sit in my office all day. You know? mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sure. Anyway. That social interaction can be, you know, that a lot of times it's not, it's sort of that you don't know what you have till it's gone kind of a thing right. that until you don't have that level of interaction or some level of interaction, it can be hard to, 
to really realize what, what kind of an impact that can have on you, you know? Some days I just, mm-hmm, I absolutely. go into the office just because I, I got to go and be around people. So it's, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, then it's great that you have that option. I have that option, but it's an hour drive. So, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, you have to really want it pretty badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're up at five right. or five thirty because, right. you know, you'll miss traffic, hopefully. Right? Um, and is, what are, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, remotely need you know some of these things what are some other things you think that you know that the listeners should consider if they're considering because I, I do hear that a lot um as i'm sure you can imagine that a lot of people say well i, I want to work remotely i want to work remotely what do you think it requires of someone what, do, what what kinds of capabilities or skills or um you know uh, qualifications or whatever should someone have do you think from your opinion i think you got to have a um <clears throat> you can't be a procrastinator mm-hmm You've got tasks that you have to do, and when you're by yourself, you know, um, sometimes you can get a little frustrated and lose a little bit of motivation mm-hmm. where you might not lose that if you were around other people that you could turn to. Sure. Um, so I think you've got, to be, sure. you've got to be somebody who can go find your own answers. Right. Um, because you're going to be on your own. And mm-hmm. unlike, you know, one th- you know, thankful we're all remote when we're in a class, but we're paired up with an individual. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, at least in my case, there's no pair programming going on unless unless yeah, I'm yeah. helping somebody, you know, do something that they need help on, which, you know, I do. Or if I need help and then somebody will come on and get on with me. Um, but right. um, normal way you do things is you're on your own. And you've got to be able to figure it out mm-hmm. and you've got to be able to write the code and you've got to be able to follow the rules and you've got to be able to deliver things, your deadlines in a timely manner. If you can do that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's great. I mean, it's nice. Like I said, you go and you get to go and do You go on the beach and program, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that is, you know, the, there's a lot of flexibility there. And, and that can be sort of both the, the blessing and the the curse right, right? Exactly. <laughs> to have that kind of flexibility um what do you think makes you successful in doing that how do you avoid procrastination i mean are you ever tempted to do that or with your disciplined <laughs> kind of uh, routine you know kind of your habit you I've know sort of thing you get up at 5 30 every morning so <laughs> so do you ever find yourself procrastinating and if so what do you how do you kind of circle back or get refocused? I normally go and get, do a run or something like that. And okay. um, mm-hmm. I just have some exercise. So don't fight it. <laughs> so don't fight it. Just burn off some Sometimes energy. You, that's what you have to do. You know, if you find yourself procrastinating, mm-hmm. go and take your mind off it for a few minutes. And, and, mm-hmm. and then, but do it with the understanding that you're going to come back. Make sure you take some breaks. Um, during the day and shift away from the code. Because if anything, you tend to spend a lot, probably more time on coding than you would if you were in an office, um, just because you're by yourself right. and you're getting things, you know, done. And that can right, right. create a little bit of a burnout. So, you know, take some time and, um, uh, you know, at least once an hour or, if, you know, go a couple of hours and then take a half an hour or something like that. Um, okay. Sure, that makes sense. Um, and did you, any thoughts about, you know, as you were onboarding, as you were joining the team, I know it was, like you said, it was a pretty steep learning curve and, and sort of, you know, trial by fire, but um, 
what do you think, uh, you know, any thoughts on uh, or advice for the listeners on, on uh, what, on a successful way to sort of, you know, enter a team, anything that, that, you know, you've developed over the years, or even just in this case, uh, what helped you be successful in terms of uh, collaborating with even, you know, whatever level that is with the people that you're working with now with your coworkers? If you have a problem, ask a question. That's probably the first okay. rule. Um, and then be willing to help other people. You know, there's no, there, there really are no stupid questions when you're a uh, developer. The, um, you know, you, you'll go help somebody and you'll find they've left a comma out somewhere, you know, or misspell one mm-hmm. word. And that happens right. to us all. So don't feel like you're an idiot if, uh, you know, if you ask mm-hmm. for help and that's what the problem ends up being. Okay. All right. Okay. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions and, uh, you know, don't be afraid of looking silly, you know, that you're going to look silly if you, or stupid, if you, if you ask anything, you don't have to know everything. Laughing yourself. That's, I guess, the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that goes a long way to endearing you to your, your coworkers <laughs> too. <laughs> you don't take yourself too seriously, right? <laughs> Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Now, tell me, are you are you getting uh, calls from or contacted by recruiters? Um, no, not or not, really. not too but much. But then again, no. I've okay. taken my mm-hmm. uh, my stuff down. So, well, that's true, and you did, in fact. Does it still say that? I, I meant to look at your profile <laughs> no, today. I took that off, but for a while, I had on my oh, okay. profile. Okay, I liked that. Uh, I had a little note: recruiters, not who to see here. Please move along. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that. That made me laugh. I liked that one. You know, might as well be just, you know, as plain as the nose on your face. Just don't even bother. (laughs) I mean, you got to commit yourself for the first year, I think. Right. After Mm -hmm. next summer, you know, maybe I'll think about what I'm doing. But, um, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. a good place. And this actually is a good company. It's fun. You know, like we met one of our goals here and... um, uh, they took us all out to the local amusement book park. And we rode roller coasters all day long. Oh, fun. You know, <laughs> Some of that team building and absence of the, you know, team interaction in the yeah. office, I would imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, going off nice. the, nice going off the cannibal, 150-foot drop on a roller coaster with your developer next buddies <laughs> next to you, that'll, that'll team build. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We survived this. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No kidding. That's good. Good to know, you know, that it builds that camaraderie. It's not good just for, you know, hey, we get to know each other. It's fun. But now you've you've survived. You've been through. (laughs) If you can survive this, you can survive any split. That's right. right? (laughs) No kidding. That's the truth. Um, And uh, well, and I was going to ask you some questions. I was curious, you know, let's talk a little bit about um, you know, kind of take the listeners back a little bit to your search experience, because yours was a little bit unique. Yeah. I mean, certainly there are other students that I work with who um, are a little more seasoned, you know, who have some experience and a little more be- experience behind them. And, you know, so I'd love for the listeners to to hear more about your experience. So how long did it take you from graduation date to to actually five months, up? <laughs> five months? OK, mm-hmm. I know cutting it close to the bone. I know you were getting right. nervous. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, what was that like as you, you know, as you went through the months and, and, you know, we're, we're maybe not seeing the, the level of success or the response that you were expecting or hoping. Yeah. For. So, I mean, just a little background, you know, I'm probably the most, see, the, the oldest guy to graduate from Central. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, so if you're that might still be true. <laughs> um, so this was essentially for most of the people who are probably listening to this. You're going in at the start of your career, and the rest of that. And I'm actually starting this again at the end of my working career because it's what I wanted to mm-hmm. go back and do. Um, mm-hmm. I started out as a developer, and but that was 40 years ago, and. Right. right. Um, so that was when we, we coded on punch cards. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder if the listeners even, you know, I'm sure they know some history of it. <laughs> yeah, what was that again? <laughs> right. So I was I started out mm-hmm. as a, uh, uh, a mainframe developer in the Air Force, and you do that for the first few years. And then if you're going to make rank, you have to move away and become a manager mm-hmm. and you can't program anymore. And that was, you know, my passion back in the beginning. And um, mm-hmm. so I went through, you know, I retired from the Air Force and went out into, you know, industry and was a project manager um, at a number of startups. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I ran IT projects, you know, software development, among, right. you know, and, and infrastructure projects and those types of things, but that's not really where the passion was. You know, as I said, that's kind of like herding cats to get things done. And Mm -hmm. that's a people focused business. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I just decided, you know, I'm going to, I will probably retire here within the next five years. And Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to go back and do what I had originally done and be a developer. And, you know, it, it, uh, a lot of people didn't, I think, didn't understand that, you know, when you've, I've run mm-hmm. my own companies, I've had, you know, I've been a senior executive, um, at mm-hmm. companies and the uh, people scratch their head. Why are you doing that? And in my case, so, so when I got out, I, you know, I had worked in a number of startups. I expected after I graduated to like have this job the next week, right? That's the way it's mm-hmm. been my entire life. And uh, right, know, so right. I go get on this big high and the rest, and then it just, nothing happens. And so, um, and I was also not going to take a, a job that I didn't want. And for me, working as a React developer was was critical. It's why I went to Thinkful, um, why mm-hmm. I didn't go to, one of the reasons I didn't go to a local boot camps and learn something like Angular, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do React. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so I just wasn't willing to take other jobs that didn't meet mm-hmm. that criteria because I wanted to be happy since this was kind of a, um, a career transition for me. Right, and right. So I guess the the message there is just persevere. If you want it, don't settle for less than what you want, and in the end, you'll get it. Um, Absolutely, that's and that's good advice because you know there's certainly and and you probably even talked to some of your cohorts who experienced similar kinds of things where they you know they had to sort of sit on their hands or, or um, you know were frustrated because they felt like they were getting too you know, the, the kind of a close to the deadline time frame or that kind of thing. And, and I've certainly worked with, you know, a number of students who have gotten to the point where they say, well, maybe I'll just take, you know, whatever comes my way. I, this is, you know, it's a, it's part-time or it's, um, you know, it's not in the language that I wanted to work in or, you know, whatever the case might be. 
where it didn't quite fit. And obviously, I mean, you know, you can't be so picky that it, it, it specifically that job in that particular spot, you know, and that kind of thing with this company. Uh, if you get too specific, yes, that can, that can, you know, really limit your opportunities or your possibilities. But, um, but hanging on to sort of that dream that you had, that this is what I really want to be doing and I'm not going to settle for less, um, you know, sticking to it and, and not giving up on that. Like you say, if that's what you really want, stick with yeah. it. And eventually it will yeah, happen, I mean, if, you know, if it is, keep focused if, on If it. you just want to be a developer, go find yourself a place that, you know, that, that you're going to be happy mm-hmm. with and focus on that. If you do a mm-hmm. specific thing, focus on it. And I'd also say, don't sit on your hands when you're during that time while after you've graduated. Um, I worked on projects constantly. And mm-hmm. I, the fall blood, back plan was that if I didn't get a job, I was going to um, rewrite an application and would start a company with me just being the developer for it. And mm-hmm. um, that was going to be done in React Native, you know, doing mobile application mm-hmm. development, um, which I'll, I'll probably get to do next year at this company. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that nicely dovetailed right. in it. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, and, um, you know, going back and thinking back on it, when you say specifically, in fact, uh, you mentioned, you know, constantly be working on projects. You were certainly working on projects all the time. And how did that help you in terms of the search? And how did that help you in terms of landing your current position? Do you did you did you see a direct connection between the two? I'm not sure. I mean, the what I had focused on was React Native mobile development. And the job I got mm-hmm. was um, was just doing React front end, uh, which I mm-hmm. I would have liked to have gone and done the React Native, but I, I know that we're going mm-hmm. to do that. So I'm okay with right, that right. transitionary period, and it's a good learning experience. Sure. Um, but sure. I mean, I they asked me a number of questions when I went into the interview that were very React uh, related. And so mm-hmm. if I had not kept up on what I was doing, then I probably couldn't mm-hmm. have answered that. Had projects on uh, GitHub that I could show that were mm-hmm. current. I also went on to, this is, maybe this is a good advice for folks. I went on to NPM um, mm-hmm. and the package manager the um, site. And mm-hmm. I got myself, I signed up there, I got myself some project names, and Mm -hmm. I built projects on that. And so those become referenceable. And so you can say, you know, I I built some stuff like, uh, you know, the, um, a linter uh, configuration file and posted it up there. I did, um, Mm -hmm. I did some stuff with uh, building generic React and React Native um, reusable components, right? Put them sure, up there. Sure. And um, so, I mean, when you say that, when, when you're in the interview, you can say, yeah, I published on NPM. And right. I also, because I was mm. doing React Native, I also had apps that were published up on the iTunes store and in the Google Play store. And they didn't, they weren't, mm-hmm. I, they were like just okay apps. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. 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 The fact yeah. is that you had I had published up in there, and so you, you know that gave you a little bit of credibility. I think. Uh, sure. Absolutely. Well, I think that's good advice because it, plenty of times I'll hear students say 
they, you know, well, I know I've been meaning to get around to doing more on GitHub or, you know, contributing to open source projects or that kind of thing. Uh, but I just, you know, I haven't gotten around to it. And I think sometimes some people are deterred by um, feeling like they need to create a complete project rather than components, for example, um, you know, just rather than certain parts and pieces can even uh, provide evidence of your capabilities yeah. uh, and what you understand and what you know. So um, other than, you know, aside from just uh, a straightforward, you know, kind of portfolio of work, uh, which is perhaps considered sort of highlights, um, but often by the time you get a job, you know, some of that's even outdated um, in terms of what you know or what you've come to, you know, come to get some experience with. And, and I think, so I think a lot of students feel like, well, if I can't build a whole project that I can add to my portfolio, then it really, it really doesn't matter yeah. or it wouldn't uh, count, I, you know, it won't help I think me. That, just do something. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. Sure. And do, do a small thing. Well, you don't have to have yeah. a complete project. I mean, you know, if you were to go back, I have not worked on my, uh, my um, mobile app since I joined the company. I just, I've had too much of a learning curve here on things to right, do it, right. but, um, you know, they were not perfect. They were, right. you know, just there. And, right. You know, and the NPM exactly. stuff is just, it's just like basic stuff. In fact, it's just, mm -hmm. you know, build some reusable components. Um, sure. Well, and that, that's consistent with that, whole, you know, kind of, uh, developments life cycle, uh, uh, sort of theory or, you know, kind of philosophy of, you know, ship fast, ship, ship often, you know, collect feedback, iterate, reiterate, you know, adapt and, you know, ship again. So it's sort of that continuous improvement life cycle yeah. of development. Yeah. So, you know, that it doesn't have to be perfect. It's, you're, you're not afraid to put some, you know, you're, because that can be a huge deterrent to productivity and certainly a huge um, contributor to procrastination is fear of uh, it not being perfect, fear of it not being good enough and, and questioning and, and, you know, re-questioning and examining and trying to make it so perfect that you never actually ship anything. There's nobody's code that's perfect. <laughs> so every, right. I go back and look at code I wrote and I think, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, I go back and I look at, you know, plenty of things I've done. Parenting is one of them. What the heck was I doing? Right. <laughs> yep. I think I don't know that there's anything in life like that, you know, that we can really say we're masters of. But I think sometimes because development is at some level a science, you know, um, that people tend to perceive it as just a science and that there isn't some type of, you know, kind of art and, and uh, growth that happens within it. You know, even just in terms of maturity of of uh, the product that you're that you're creating. So you know, kind of the output. So um, now, what did you find most? Well, let me ask you this, just a couple of things, you know, some numbers before I, I go into that a little bit. Um, some numbers here, how, how many, and ballpark estimates are fine. I mean, you know, 10 or 50, how many opportunities uh, do you think you threw your hat in the ring for? How many, whether applied or contacted someone or oh, during I, your search? You know, it was probably, um, there was probably a couple dozen. So, I mean, okay. I, All right. and it wasn't because I didn't get up every day. And during my search, I got up and searched every single day what I wanted. Right. But, you mm -hmm. know, like I said, I was a little choosy, perhaps more than I needed to be mm -hmm. on things that uh, <laughs> I was willing to do or not do. And right, right. They, the company I applied to didn't have to be perfect, but they, they needed sure. to fit, mm -hmm. you know, some, some criteria. And that right, basically absolutely. was, it started out the, so I'm in the Salt Lake area, 
if anybody cares about that. And Salt Lake is, mm -hmm. it's pretty booming uh, um, software development uh, community here. And, it, and it's right. because a lot of the companies in the Bay Area are moving their back offices, their development offices here to the Salt Lake area. Mm -hmm. It's only an hour, you know, plane. Yeah. Um, and, right, right. You know, uh, microseconds by uh, by the internet, right? So right, exactly. Uh, the those places tend to be down on the southern side of uh, Salt Lake, and so I'm about an hour mm -hmm. drive from them. And so I had a I had this like commute um, requirement yeah, where I wasn't going to go spend <laughs> an hour and a half in traffic each way. Yeah, yeah, um, right. And if this job had not had the remote portion of it, I probably wouldn't have uh, looked at it. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But, and you were having a little bit, I do recall you were having a little bit of a challenge at the time anyway, and I don't know, maybe that's changed and you'd have to tell me, but that there weren't a lot of companies that you discovered yeah. or that you, you know, that you uncovered, I should say, that were using Rehab. It was yeah. kind of strange because at the, when I started Thinkful and even through the beginning of the year, there were about the same number of Angular jobs and React jobs in the area. And then when I graduated, it seemed like all the React jobs had, you know, uh, dried up. They got fired up. And uh, so, yeah. you know, where there would be 20, 20 Angular jobs and 20 React jobs on, you know, somewhere like Glassdoor. After I graduated, mm -hmm. it went down to, you know, three or four React. Sure. The, Angular stuff stayed up at the 20 mark. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I do think that if people are choosing to do React, it is a, um, you're going to be happy if you stay there in it. And yeah. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because it is a very, very uh, competitive market, for, com competitive oh, okay. by, the, by the demand for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually got, one of the things I got hired in, the reason I got hired into this job is that they couldn't keep React developers. Really? Yeah, would, Too much competition yeah, for them. They were being poached. They huh? would get poached and would leave. Yeah. And, wow. Um, I told them I wouldn't, you know, that I wouldn't do that. And that's part of the reason mm -hmm. I put up my, you know, that um, please move along thing on thing. Right, um, right, right. Kind of a nod to them, certainly, right. so that they could see that as evidence right. that you were making it clear. Don't come knocking on you my know, door. Like, like I said, mm -hmm. next summer, you know, all bets may be off. You know, if I, things stay the same, I'll be happy here. They they look like they'll take care sure. of you. But um, sure. the React is a language in just extreme demand, at least in this area. Everybody wants it. Now, if you go back and you look on the Glassdoor stuff today, I'm going to bet you that there are probably more React jobs than Angular jobs at the moment. Sure. So that whole thing has right, shifted right. in this uh, in this you know one year period. Yeah, yeah. Well, and how quickly things do change. Right. <laughs> I think part of that had to do you know? with the fact that uh, Facebook, um, who owns React uh, mm -hmm. or the technology, took their took away some of the licensing terms that were preventing companies from. Ah. using that. Well, that explains it. Yeah, that explains it. And so they they kind of took that, uh, they they modified their licensing terms. And since then, it just seems to be, you know, going stupid. 
the React developers. Mm -hmm. They're going to be happy that you went down the React route. Great. Good. Well, that's certainly good news. <laughs> I'm sure for every listener, <laughs> I'm sure they're thrilled to hear that, probably doing their happy dance yep. <laughs> right now. Um, that's good. That's really good to hear. So so out of those few dozen or, you know, a couple dozen or whatever that you had, you know, kind of raised your hand for or thrown your hat in the ring for, um, how many of those resulted in conversations? You know, those, those may have been, were they mostly applications, just online applications, or were they uh, people you contacted, or was it a mixture of both? It's a mixture of both, but I, I would say that okay. uh, maybe 20% of them out to be okay. fruitful. So out of that, well, okay. if I think about it, I think I maybe had five or six uh, interviews out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's not, not bad numbers. That's not bad. That's actually pretty decent. Okay. Probably didn't feel like it at the time. But... <laughs> no, no. At the time, I'm sure I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Well, and um, that is a, that was a frustrating part of it. I remember for you that, you know, you'd, you'd submit something or you'd, you know, reach out to someone or, uh, you know, submit an application or whatever. And it would be, you know, you'd wait, and you'd wait, and you'd wait, or, or they'd contact you and they'd say, okay, well, we want to, you know, we'd like to talk with you, so let's schedule something. So they'd talk with you for an initial conversation, you know, and then, okay, we'll get back to you. And then you'd wait and you'd wait. And you'd... Yeah, well, <laughs> All that darn what waiting. What hurt me was the, I mean, I, I'm not going to fib on my resumes. And so mm -hmm. um, I, there really was a, what the heck are you doing? Um, mm -hmm. The other reason I got hired here is that they uh, are, VP of marketing, it was a similar thing. He worked for HP and was a senior executive there and retired and went to open the bike shop and decided he didn't like that and he joined uh, the company. And so he had gone through this similar thing where he wanted to go back to what he liked sure. to do. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, sort of that second career kind yeah. of a thing. So he understood your story. It made sense to yeah. him. <laughs> It wasn't, you know, the, these other guys are kind of scratching their heads. I remember talking about that with you at the time, scratching their heads going, what? But isn't that a step backwards? I think... <laughs> well, what they didn't really understand was that it was it was a step in a completely different direction. Right. For me. So anyway, I, so, you know, I, five, six interviews over the uh, five months in, in there. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. And uh, let's have a little fun with this. What was the what was the. The, let's sit, start with what was the most difficult interview question you were asked? Um, if you can probably <laughs> I, the one I got kind of embarrassed one is that they started asking some some basic HTML questions. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to learn basic oh, HTML stuff in a while. And it, it took me a sure, second sure. to like, uh, you know, remember some of that stuff because you know, you're you're not using J, jQuery and you're not using, you know, right. you're not doing a lot of things, uh, you know, like uh, get element by ID or something like that. You have to use it occasionally, but um, you, right. you know, React sits above all that. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. So, you know, I, there's one I went on, I kind of looked a little bit like an idiot. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the, uh, they asked me about, you know, show them React, and then I blew them away on the React stuff. They're like, God, you know what you're doing. Unfortunately, you don't have any React jobs. There was a consulting company. <laughs> like, well, thanks for, thanks for inviting me up. 
Right, exactly. No, I'm glad I got to show you what I can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See what you're missing, right? Um, oh, no, and I did too bad. One where, uh, the other language I like is C-sharp for back end. And I did yeah. do a uh, okay. interview uh, with them. And they, um, they actually made, had me build a dependency injection container. And I'll let the folks go look that okay. up. <laughs> but that's that's okay. hardcore stuff. And uh, okay. so I got a little help from Thinkful Manners, um, who kind of helped me through that. And uh, but I know my code looked like junk, but I got it working. It worked. But uh, okay. um, they decided I didn't have enough C sharp experience, even though I told them I was a React, you know, uh, JavaScript guy. <laughs> sure. Sure. So that was probably the worst. That's thing. funny. Okay. All right. Any any crazy interview questions? Any silly ones? You know, spirit animal ones or anything no, like that? No, I mean, most of them were pretty okay. good. They gave me, I, I didn't get really any stupid, you know, questions. I was Ridiculous yeah. ones, yeah. And, yeah. Um, no. I, I, okay. Sure, sure, absolutely. Now let's see. That um, I was curious to know what what did you? I know we talked about sort of the um, you know that hurdle, that obstacle of kind of being perceived by a lot of people, and on a lot of I know you had mentioned that a lot of these people that you interviewed with hiring managers and that were often younger than you. That's true. Mm -hmm. And which isn't necessarily a problem, but that that seemed to be, you know, that generational thing seemed to be um, a little bit of an yeah. obstacle in terms of them understanding where you were coming from, that you shifted and, you know, okay, I've done what I had to do. Now I want to do what I want to do. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, that's true, Gwen. Uh, there was a, I think, and, I, and most people aren't going to have this problem, but um, there was a fear that I would kind of run roughshod over them. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's absolutely not the case. I purposely at my current company, I just stay out of the that side of things, and I'll ask some questions, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell them how to do their their job. On I, I want to be a developer. That's what I came to be. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, if I wanted to be doing that, I'd still be doing that. I could go get a job doing that any that's day, right. right? And you did. You actually had an offer to be, you know, to, to join a company. I recall that. Uh, that was more, in fact, you got contacted more than once uh, during your job search to, to, you know, for jobs that involved project management. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty yeah. true. Mm -hmm. The one that I wish mm -hmm. I could I have gotten was a, uh, this goes back to everybody is, you know, learn to do tests. And uh, mm -hmm. we're not totally TDD at this company. Okay, we write tests, mm -hmm. we can write our code and then write the tests. But sure. some of the companies I really wanted to go work for were test-driven development-based. And they were, uh, okay. um, you know, they were, they were collaborative, test-driven development, you know, uh, type companies. And I just didn't mm -hmm. spend enough time doing learning testing when I was thankful. Yeah. I think, if yeah. anything, that was probably, okay. when I went through, that was probably the weakest part of that program. You had like a, a okay. three-day session on it and... That's it. Right. Um, right. And if I could have done anything different, it would have been to ensure that I wrote tests, you know, um, mm -hmm. whether I use Jest or whether I use Mocha or, you know, something along those lines. It doesn't matter. You know, they're kind of all the structurally, the syntactically, they're a lot very similar. Um, mm -hmm. I should have spent more time on that. 
And I would have gotten, yeah. I, I know that the one job I really wanted, and if they offered it to me today, mm-hmm. I'd move to it. But the, uh, Yeah, uh, <laughs> we won't tell anyone. <laughs> no, I would stay with where I'm at because I told them I would. But the, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact I couldn't do TDD cost me the job. I've had, I had two yeah. jobs that that did. I would have gotten the job if I mm-hmm. could have done TDD development. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's, that's definitely something, you know, I'm hoping everyone's taking note of, you know, to pay attention to that. You know, there, sometimes students have a very heavy focus on, uh, you know, just learning sort of the, you know, the ins and outs of the core components and, and not really thinking about sort of, because, you know, that you found it to be, it's philosophically how you approach development you know are you is it test driven you know you're writing the test beforehand you're making sure it's going to work before you ever you know set foot in the sandbox so to speak um and you know that's a that's a philosophically different approach than yes it is but i mean even if you write your code and then write your tests make sure Mm -hmm. that you do your tests Uh, don't i mean if i haven't said it enough (laughs) make sure you learn how to Sure, sure. And one more time, right? <laughs> Everybody hear that? Make sure you learn right. testing. And know what, the other one is, uh, this one's not a big one, but know what prop types are and use them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, uh, you'll put yourself head and shoulders over most people if you can do that. Okay. All right. That's good to know, too. Good to know, too. You know, those those specific aspects that can really set you know set you apart as a candidate. Right. For sure. Okay. All right. Um, and what do you think was the most, let's flip, flip the sides here. You know, what do you think was the most effective thing you did in your search or as part of that, you know, that whole process I was on- and why I was honest. you were honest. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the company I got, I got hired with, they just, they, when we left, they said, thanks for your integrity because I told them things I didn't know. You know, I told them what I could okay. do, and I told them where I was weak. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not, you know, I, you got to be careful with what you do with that. But um, I think that if you try to, like, razzle-dazzle your way through, then um, then they're, they're going to read through you, if you're, you know, if you're a new developer. Show you've got confidence mm-hmm. and that, you know, you know how to learn it. Mm-hmm. But, and did you find that that was an important aspect that, you know, kind of an important um, capability, so to speak, that it was more about your capability to learn something than it was necessarily, did you know oh, it yeah, all? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you find, now that you're in the job, do you find that, that that's, you know, that that's a, a wise approach for them to have, you know, for employers to have? Yeah, because I spent, you know, I spent uh, for every uh, uh, hour I spend coding, I probably spend two hours looking things up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google is your friend. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And are they, do you have, I mean, do you just Google and, and how do you make a determination? I mean, it's sort of a specific question, but how do you make a determination as to, you know, which hits you're going to select to, to, to follow or to, you know, because there, there are so many different nuances. You just, you know, normally you go to Stack Overflow and you just look through yeah. what they're doing. And I'm not above, okay. you know, if it looks good and it works, I'm not above plagiarizing some. Sure. And neither <laughs> everybody else, by the way. 
do you like an artist right. <laughs> um, absolutely you know if somebody's got a good idea i'll use it and then you know but i'll incorporate it into the way i want to do it but sure uh, mm-hmm. you know and after a while you you know probably the amount of googling i'm doing now is quite a bit less than when i first started because a lot of things get repeated sure right 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 mm-hmm Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you start to, you start to master those, you know, those standard core you know, kind of, uh, activities, shall we say. So um, any, any tools or resources or um, apps or, you know, anything like that, that you use on a regular basis that you find really help you be successful every day? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things uh, is, is how do you debug your code? I mean, that's probably, mm-hmm. if you spend, you know, I guess I should say for every hour I, I code, I, you know, I spend two hours Googling and debugging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you've got to be able to use the console. So I would tell somebody to, you know, understand, especially the Chrome console or the Safari console and understand how, um, how to use that. There are some very powerful things it can do. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at network traffic to see how things are being passed the back end and what things come back to be able to um, figure out what's going on. And then we use the um, the Redux tools quite a bit that uh, you can add into you know Chrome and into your code. Um, and so I spend a lot of time when I try to track things down. Um, you know, just looking at how state is managed and what goes on with it. And um, sure. okay. so I, those are two good tools for that, you know, and then there's always the console.log. That's the, you know, I, I probably use that more than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I could say most significant is make sure that you've played with the um, developer tools in Chrome and understand how to, um, how to find things and use it. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it's, it's just the fundamental part of the job now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Um, and I will say, you know, Nick sort of claimed to fame within, uh, within the, the, the sort of sandbox, if we call it that, of thankful <laughs> within the community uh, is the article you wrote about how to get <laughs> what you want seen on LinkedIn, right? I, I still share that with my students. I'm glad that was helpful. <laughs> it was very helpful. It was very helpful. So, yeah, Nick Nick wrote a, a brief article about how to get, you know, in, along with links and everything, so how to, to my, straight, straight sure, up how make, to. Make sure that you say that you like it. So yes, down. exactly. Make sure you like it. I, I always make sure to tell everyone that make sure you like it. If, if you learn from it, if you understand it, if, if it helped you get what you wanted seen on LinkedIn, then make sure you tell them that, you know, let them know that. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a very, that was, though that may have seemed, seems you know, seemed pretty trivial you wouldn't believe how many students that has really? helped so yeah. something something that you know you should definitely know yeah. and and we continue to uh, you know spread the word on that one <laughs> <laughs> going forward so you'll live in infamy oh, <laughs> yes that's right that's right so um 
that's uh, Nick has. I will tell the listeners. Nick has a. Um, I guess that was testament to his uh, his approach, sort of his inquisitiveness, his curiosity, and desire to solve a problem, as opposed to well, I'll just see if I can patch it together, or figure something out, and then I'll move on. He also looked to benefit everyone else, figuring if I had this problem, other people probably did too. So um, he took the time to, you know, figure out what was, you know, what, what was happening and why and uh, what he could possibly do about it. And then was generous enough to pass that along to the rest of us. So, <laughs> so we're very appreciative, <laughs> just so you know. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So. You've already shared, um, I was going to ask, you know, kind of uh, sort of a wrap-up question that if you, you know, going like a time machine, looking backward, what kind of advice might you, even one piece of advice, would you give yourself? But you've really, you know, unless there's anything else you wanted to add, you've really already shared that, haven't yeah, you? <laughs> I, mean, I just would tell somebody that, you know, if this is your passion, then pursue that dream. Because if it's a passion for you and if you focus on it every day and you get up and I mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do this then you will. And it's a right, fun right. job. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I feel like a kid in a candy store. Um, mm -hmm. And you're, the other one is you're never too old to do this. Um, if, if anybody is like, Good. you know, in their second or third career, uh, do mm -hmm. it. If this is what you want to do, just do it. And you'll be happier in the right. end because of it. Terrific. That's that's what and what a wonderful note to sort of wrap up on. <laughs> Do you and now I know you're still part of uh, the, uh, you know, the thankful community on, on my Gwen's Collab group on Slack. Um, are you still part of the thankful Slack community? Are you do you still kind of hang out there uh, or do you are you still active there? I'm not there as or active not so much? as I used to be. I okay. tend to we have a, um, a Utah JS one. I tend to get on there sure. and help. But I mean, yeah, but if anybody, there, I still sure. have my thankful uh, account. If anybody wants some help on something, I'm I'm more happy. Or okay. if they're in the Salt Lake area, you know, you want to get mm -hmm. together and have Absolutely. a cup of coffee, then there's a group of us there, <laughs> and uh, we're all pretty supportive. Great. So that's terrific. That's great to know. That's really good to know. So anybody out there listening, uh, you know, if you're in Salt Lake, and how, what would be the best way for them to contact you or to reach out can, to you if they did want to get They together? can just get on the uh, the Slack channel and, uh, great. and ping me. So it's just Coleman right. is the, I think that's my thankful idea. I'd have to get a look. But I've, I, still <laughs> have the, um, I still have that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, okay. on my Slack. So Okay, so Nick Coleman. It's, so they just need to at Nick Coleman and on Slack, and and they will find you, and uh, can reach out if they want to get together and <laughs> give you some socialization. That's right. I need all Nick the could use some socialization. Please. <laughs> Feeling a little lonely out there, Nick. So yeah. So if anybody wants to help out, Nick, and you know, ask him out for a beer or a That's cup right. of coffee, please do at Nick Coleman on Slack. And and um, we sir, we all, not just me, but we all appreciate all the time that you took uh, to uh, talk with us tonight, Nick, and and to share your experience and your insights. You know, you've got some wisdom there that everyone can really benefit from, I think, um, you know, some some specific things and then some little broader, more philosophical kinds of things. So some really good and nice balance of advice there and uh, insight. So we really do appreciate that and wish you the best. And, of course, stay in touch. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll make sure to stay in touch. So, so uh, yeah, keep us posted on your on your any movements that we won't be expecting any of those for at least seven months. But uh, but any movements or developments, and uh, have a good time building uh, the future of Doma. Okay. Thanks, Gwen. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Take care. You have a good, good evening. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.